As we're standing, let's read together 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, please, from the Message Bible. Let's go. You are the ones chosen by God. Come on, shout that out. You are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Aren't you glad you've been accepted by God? From nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. Take your seats, please. In our passages today, very rarely in the Bible do you find listed in one small section of Scripture both the destiny and the mission of the church. Very rarely do you find in Scripture both the destiny and the mission of the church. But these two passages, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, these written by the Apostle Peter under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, these passages present both the destiny and the mission of the church of Jesus Christ. These passages contains titles, chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation, a peculiar or a special people. These are titles that were formerly given to the children of Israel but are now assigned to the church of Jesus Christ. And they reveal her destiny. These titles reveal the destiny of the church, chosen generation, royal priesthood, holy nation. These were given formerly to the children of Israel. Israel was God's chosen earthly people from the time of the call of Abraham to the coming of the Messiah. And these very titles are given in Exodus chapter 19, verses 5, or verse 5, the latter part of verse 5. God told the Israelites, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. You shall be to me a kingdom of priests a holy nation. You are a special people, a treasured possession. Time and time again, Israel rejected who and what she was destined to be or to become. Time and time again, Israel walked away from or set aside and turned to other gods laying aside her destiny, what she was destined to be or to become. The nation's rebellion and faithlessness reached its horrific climax 
when Christ was nailed to the cross. I want to repeat that. The rebellion of the nation of Israel, of God's covenant people, and their faithlessness reached a horrible climax when Christ was nailed to the cross. And while Israel is indeed God's ancient earthly people, today, during this present age, God has a new people. The church. Everybody shout the church. Indeed, while Israel is God's ancient earthly people and God loves Israel, God chose Israel from the outset to reveal himself to the world through her, which we'll talk about in a moment. But due to her rebellion and her faithlessness demonstrated in nailing Christ to the cross, God has chosen for himself and raised up for himself a new people, the church. And the church is made up of both Jewish and Gentile believers who believe in and are followers of Jesus Christ. And by the finished work of the cross and by the rising again, triumphant, over death, hell, and the grave, Christ, the head of the church, has placed a divine destiny before each one of us, before us as individuals and us corporately by the finished work of Calvary and by the rising again of Jesus Christ from the dead, we have been given and Christ himself, the head of the church, has placed in front of us a divine destiny to be a chosen generation, to be that royal priesthood, to be that holy nation, to be his own special people in the earth. This is the destiny that God has placed before all of us. And it's awesome. We have been chosen, handpicked, selected by God who loves us, set into his body as it pleased him. We are a royal priesthood. We have been raised up. We have been called to this priestly work to this priestly endeavor. He has chosen us to be a holy people. Our destiny is holiness. Our destiny is to live before him as the head of the church, king of kings and lord of lords, his own special treasured possession, and that we might show forth the praises of him and we might proclaim the greatness of his goodness and his mercies and his kindness to a waiting world. This is, this is our destiny and this is what he has selected us to be and to do. Today I want to conclude a series that we began breaking through to your destiny. And I'm so excited on this Mission Sunday to be ministering this final message, breaking through to your destiny. What an incredible destiny awaits you. What an incredible destiny that God has has given to each one of us the chosen generation, the, this royal priesthood, this holy nation, these special 
peculiar, special. That word peculiar means special, special people that God has raised up. You know, the Bible is the record of a mission. The Bible is a record of a mission. It's the divine mission. It records the divine mission of saving the human race. That's what the Bible is. It's a record of a divine mission to save the human race, which was carried out by the triune God, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, as well as God's commissioned people. And I want you to take note of that word commissioned. We're going to come back to it a bit later on in the message. The Bible is a record of a mission, a mission. God is a missionary God. God has a heart of missions. God, three quarters of God's name is go. God is a going God, an outgoing God. Almost half the word gospel is go. God is a going God. And today we're going to focus on this and grasp some things that we need to lay hold of as a church. As individuals, yes, and corporately as a body. And I pray by the Spirit of God that you'll get this message. If you can get this message today, come on, everybody. You know, I believe that every time I stand to preach, I, I tell my wife, I tell all my everybody, if the church can get this message today, it's going to turn our ship around. And if we can lay hold of this today, guys, if even half of us could lay hold of this, if even a quarter of us could take hold of this today, oh my goodness, I think only eternity would record the impact and the difference. And I pray that God will allow us to be stirred by His Holy Spirit. After seeing this amazing outreach and this incredible report that was given to us, and you know, it's only a portion, really a portion of what was accomplished there and and we're just so grateful to God. But, you know, after seeing it, it just fires me up. It just, it just gets me, my motor going. Come on. And I want to preach for like an hour right now. Don't, don't tempt me. The Bible is the record of a mission. It's the divine mission of saving the human race, which God himself, the triune God, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and His commissioned people are carrying, have carried and are carrying forth, and carrying out the history of the people of Israel is the history of a mission. It's the history of a mission. The record of the corporate mission of the people of Israel began with the fascinating story of a personal mission, the mission of Abraham. Now, I want you to track with me. I'm going to give you lots of scripture in the next few moments. I'm going to give you lots that we need to lay hold on. So I really want you to connect. I don't know what you have planned for lunch, but just forget about it for the next few minutes and just really connect and lock in with me, okay? The record of the corporate mission of the people of Israel 
Remember, God began with Israel. This was the earthly people that God chose, the chosen generation, the, the, the royal priesthood. This is the, this is the people that God began with. And the record of the corporate mission of the people of Israel began with the fascinating story of a personal mission. Corporate mission began with the personal mission the mission of Abraham. The burden of Abraham's mission is clearly stated in God's calling to him. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 2, God said to Abraham, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Look at this. I will bless you. This is the personal Mission now, the mission of Abraham. God says, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That was a great mission. That was the, the mission of blessing the entire world. What a great mission, the mission of blessing the whole world. Abraham became a great missionary. Abraham is called the father of faith, but his faith was a means to an end, and that end was a mission. That end was a mission. His faith was the great means to an end, but that end was a mission. God's calling to Abraham also applies to his descendants, for God said to Abraham in Genesis Chapter 2, 22 and verse 18, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. In your seed. God's calling to Abraham not only applies to Abraham but also to his descendants. For God said, In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Now the word seed, in your seed. All the nations shall be blessed. That word seed has a threefold reference. In the first place, it refers to the people of Israel. For God said to Abraham in the preceding verse, Genesis twenty-two seventeen, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. I will multiply thy seed. So this seed has a threefold reference. First, it's a, it's a reference to the people of Israel. For I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore. Genesis 22 verse 17. God's purpose in raising up. Now if you miss anything else, you got to get this. Listen carefully because this is really the hinge. Everything kind of centers around this next statement. Now follow me. God's purpose in raising up the nation of Israel was to show the world through its history, through the history of Israel, His way, God's way of salvation and thereby bring all the nations of the world into relationship with Him. This was the this was in the heart of God when God called Abraham. This is the first reference to that word seed. God's purpose in raising up 
the nation of Israel was to show the world through its history, through his dealings, God's dealings with them, God's leading, God's providing, God's uh, keeping covenant with them. God's heart and God's purpose in doing this was so that Israel, through its history, would be recipients, would be able to demonstrate his way of salvation, his way of deliverance, his way of provision, that he is indeed their God. And as they go through the earth, as they journey through life, as they journey through the, the, the earth, they would thereby, as a nation, they would bring all the nations of the world by their example and by their testimony and by their relationship. They would bring all the nations of the world into relationship with God so that the world could enjoy the blessings of God. That's the first reference. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. In the second place, the word seed refers to Jesus Christ. Genesis twenty-two seventeen. the latter part of that verse says, And your seed, your heir, will possess the gate of his enemies. And in your seed shall all the nations, in your seed Christ, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. All heavenly blessings have come to us through Jesus Christ. Can we give him praise? All heavenly blessings. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. All heavenly blessings have come to us through Jesus Christ. As Paul tells us in the opening verses of the epistle to the Ephesians, Ephesians 1.5, Paul says, For he, for he, speaking of God, foreordained us, destined us, come on, destined us, planned in love for us to be adopted, revealed as his own children through Jesus Christ in accordance with the purpose of his will because it pleased him and was his kind intent so that we, come on, so that we might be to the praise and the commendation of his glorious grace, favor, and mercy, which he so freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for making that sacrifice for us. So the second reference, the word seed, refers in your seed... Speaking of first Israel, then speaking of Jesus Christ, shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And the third place, oh, get ready, this is where we come in. In the third place, the word seed refers to Christians. The word seed refers to believers in Jesus Christ, whom Paul the Apostle identifies as the spiritual children of Abraham. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29 says, And if you belong to Christ, if you are in Him who, capital H, who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to the promise. 
This is where we come in. Come on, any spiritual heirs in here today? Come on, any believers in Jesus Christ transformed by his power? So it says if you belong to Christ, if you who are in him, who is Abraham's seed, then you are Abraham's offspring and spiritual heirs according to promise. The Apostle Peter in our text today made it very clear to us that we Christians, we who have put our faith in Jesus Christ, we are called by God. We are raised up by God to the great task of making Christ known. We are a chosen generation. We, the spiritual seed of Abraham, who have put our faith in Jesus Christ, that seed, that heir of the promise, we have put our faith in Jesus Christ. We have now become a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special people, a treasured possession to what purpose? That we might demonstrate, that we might proclaim, that we might show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Are you tracking with me? Are you lost somewhere? Are we together? So Peter makes it very clear to us that we Christians are called by God to the great task of making Christ known, which is our mission. If you are seated here today and you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have a mission. It's already, it's already set in place for your life. Christians are chosen by God. The Message Bible said in our text, to tell others of the night and day difference that he made for you. This is our mission. Follow me. Christians are chosen by God to tell others of the night and day difference that he has made for us, for each of us, that he took us from nothing and made us into something. From a place of rejection to acceptance. It is our mission. It is our mission to tell others to go forth and work. We are God's instruments to do his work and to speak out for him. We are his instruments called and chosen by God. Come on. To do his work. And to speak out for him. Now, I want you to hear what I'm about to say. Listen carefully. Get this down into your spirit. We cannot attain the fullness of the Christian life without being on mission. We cannot attain the fullness of the Christian life. We cannot attain the fullness of the Christian life without this understanding right here that we are a chosen generation. We are a royal priesthood. If Christ is going to be made known in the earth, he's going to be made known through me. You have to take this and embrace this. It has to come down to each one of us. If Christ 
His glory, His power, His goodness, His kindness, His mercy. If those things are going to be seen in the earth, it's going to be seen through me. And I cannot attain the fullness of my Christian walk and my Christian life without being on mission. My life will be shallow. My life will be self-centered. My life will be centered around my agenda rather than the divine agenda to which I've been chosen. If I am not a person on mission, if I do not understand and grasp this right here, now follow me because we're about to come into something. If I don't grasp this, my life will just go along and everything will be what I consider normal. It'll just be typical. It'll just be boring. But if I can grasp what the Spirit of God is is going to say to me today, things are going to be incredibly different. Now, if you get that statement, you got to get this statement. Because this is the fourth and final truth I'm about to present to us in breaking through to our destiny. If we falter in our mission, we will falter in reaching the destiny God has for us. This is what happened to Israel. Right here, if we falter in our mission, if we set aside our mission, because we have been hand-selected, hand-picked by God, if we falter in our mission, we have been selected, chosen, we are His special treasured possession for what purpose? To tell others. I almost, I almost titled this message, Chosen to Tell. Chosen to Tell. Because we have been chosen to tell others of His glory and of His goodness. And if we falter in our mission, we will falter in reaching the destiny that God has for us. What is our destiny? Chosen generation. Holy nation, royal priesthood, special treasured possession to show forth the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. To what end? So that those we are telling will receive by faith as Abraham did way back. Receive by faith that they too God being no respecter of persons, only a respecter of faith, God will take them out of darkness and bring them into the marvelous light. Thus all families of the earth shall be blessed. This is what God's heart beats. So, to break through to your destiny, number four, make Christ commission your mission. 
To break through to my destiny first, I must make a choice. Secondly, I must make a commitment. Thirdly, I must make God's counsel the priority and the preference of my life. And today, I must make Christ commission. These are easy to remember because they all start with the letter C. Make a choice. Make a choice to not be distracted or disillusioned by the world. Make a commitment. Make a commitment to trust God, to trust God's ways. Make godly counsel the preference and the priority and the standard of your life. And make Christ's commission what He's chosen us to do. Make it the priority. Make it your mission. This is what will bring you and I to our destiny. As long as I serve myself. Well, let me, let me not go there just yet because I, I don't want you to disconnect. Make Christ commission your mission. The great commission of Jesus Christ is the greatest revelation of Jesus' love for humanity. And his power to redeem and restore lost mankind. The Great Commission is the greatest revelation of Jesus' love for humanity. And his power to redeem and to restore lost mankind. The Great Commission tells the church that this message of forgiveness and hope is for every single person. And for every people group on the face of the earth. The Great Commission was given to the church, to the chosen generation, to the royal priesthood, to the holy nation, to this special treasured possession of God, the church. Jesus came for the church. Jesus died for the church. Jesus went to the cross for the church. And Jesus, before he ascended to his Father, he commissioned the church. And the the commission tells the church that this message of forgiveness and this message of hope is for every single person and every single people group. The Great Commission declares that Jesus wants to write a redemption story in every language for every people group. The Great Commission references one of the most important mandates given to the global church by Jesus Christ himself, the head of the church. If we were to ask Jesus, what is the global church's mission until you return? Jesus' answer is found in the Bible, in the book of Matthew. What would Jesus answer? If we were to ask Jesus, what is the global church's mission until you return? Until you come back? What are we meant to be? What are we meant to be doing? Jesus would answer, and his answer is found in the Bible, in the book of Matthew. After his death and resurrection and before his ascension to heaven, Jesus gathered his disciples and his followers, and Matthew records what happened. In Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, this is the Great Commission. Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Great Commission reveals that Jesus has chosen to use us. He's dignified us and he's invited us to share his heart and his mission. It reveals that Jesus has chosen to use us, every one of us. Jesus has hand-selected and put his hand upon us, raised us up, called us, given, has given us dignity. It's turned our lives around. So that we might truly be his royal priesthood, his holy nation. That we have embraced his heart and we go on mission. And as we do, guys, as we faithfully do so, we will, I believe with all of my heart, we will break through to our destiny. You know, breaking through to your destiny could be something as simple as talking to your Uber driver. Breaking through to your destiny and what you're believing God for can be something as simple as a phone call. To someone who's broken, someone who's hurting. Your breakthrough to destiny could be something as simple as your mission faith commitment, which you've set aside. Your breakthrough to destiny, come on. It comes back to what is the heart of God for your life? Why did he put his hand on you and I in the first place? Why, when we got saved, why didn't he just bring us to heaven straight away? Why did he leave us on earth? He wants us with him so badly. He wants us to be with him. He waited so long for you to come to him. He waited so long for you to bend your knee and receive Christ as your Savior. All heaven rejoiced when you gave your life to Christ. Why wouldn't He now bring you immediately into heaven? No, He has a mission for your life. He saved you for a purpose. And there are people in your world that no one else can touch and impact and reach. And I so believe that the key to our destiny and the breakthrough to be that chosen generation, that royal priesthood, that holy nation, that special treasured possession, I believe it lies in that verse, that portion of the verse, so that we might proclaim, so that we might tell others, so that we might show forth 
so that we might set the example of one who has been called out of darkness into the marvelous light. Stand, please. Anybody still interested in breaking through to your destiny? Can we give Jesus a hand clap of praise today? Come on, guys. Come on, church. Take this and download it. Don't let it just be another message. Oh, God, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go on mission. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I thank you for every miracle that we have already agreed and prayed over. I thank you, Father, that miracles, even this day, we will hear of miracles as a result of our praying. And Father, thank you for your power that is at work, your power that demonstrates your love to us, raising us up to newness of life for the purpose, for the purpose. Lord, you're bringing us into the fullness of our destiny, oh God, of what you have already designed and destined us to be and to become as we continue to seek your face and hold your heart so close to ours, oh God. Use us this week. Let us make a difference in somebody's world this week, oh God. Let us bring transformation to someone this week. God, help us to help us to move into the fullness of what you've designed by in your heart so that we can come to the fullness of what you've designed us to do and to be in Jesus' name. Give him praise, guys. Come on. I believe it. I so believe it. I so believe it. I truly believe that the church in the earth today is where it is because of men and women who live their life on mission. Unknowns will never know them until we get to heaven, but they live their life on mission. And today, all across the world, people are coming into the presence of God. Lives are being changed. Churches are being planted because somebody, come on, live their life to the fullness and reach their destiny by living on mission. I want you to high-five somebody and tell them live on mission. Live on mission.